Hello. How are you? Uh, thanks for joining us on Pact. P is for Peter. That's me. This is Miss Astronaut Cowboy Doctor. That's ACD. If you're interested in supporting us, subscribe and follow on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about our little politics show as well. If you really want to help us out, there's a join button below. Uh, click that uh, or go to patreon.com slash Peter Coffin. Uh, either way, joining gets you into the Discord server, gets you exclusive content, and you get to see some of the content before anyone else does. We stream 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Friday, and thank you tons for tuning in and clicking the like button right now. What is that? I don't know. I got it for my B-Day. Gotta go bed for 48. <laughs> <laughs> The market. <laughs> Let's talk about the fetishization of mental health terminology and diagnoses as identity. All right. So that we initially did not an episode, whatever it is. We we streamed about this sort of uh, identification with mental health diagnoses when somebody got into an argument with me and the internet and told me that I should not be doing research that is aimed towards optimizing the quality of life of people with disabilities, uh, with chronic or life-limiting illnesses, because I'm not, well, to their assumption, I don't have a disability. Um, and for that reason, I'm a voyeur. I'm fetishizing them. Only people with disabilities should be doing research on people with disabilities. And then you go to their profile and you see that they have like 20 identifiers from the DSM that, by the way, one single practitioner would never diagnose because that's not the point of a diagnosis. And you would never need to have all of those for treatment or for billing purposes to develop effective therapeutic targets. They think that for it to be real... They have to identify with it and it be an innate, um, immutable part of themselves that is biologically in their DNA with no influence of themselves to affect their quality of life in the world. And then we also talked about how that identification at the microcosm of the individual that tends to be bad because it, it devoids you of agency in your own health, which is like any other health problem, not too, not true. And how individuals use that identification to make it something that is real. So keeping in mind what was said here, uh, we are talking about diagnoses as identity, as a thing that you are essentializing yourself as uh, medicalizing it. And when I say medicalizing it, it's obviously a mental it's obviously a mental health issue and medical to some extent. However, I'm more referring to it from the perspective of like making it an official thing, something that is recognized by uh, bureaucratic institutions, uh, administrative institutions. Um, ACD mentioned ballot. ACD mentioned billing, which is another thing that diagnoses are sort of an aspect like having that is sort of an aspect for um, the private healthcare industry to recognize something as a real problem, etc. Mm -hmm. If you are aware of my work, you might be aware of the concept of cultivated identity, which is consumer identity curated by capital in order to create an ideal consumer, someone who <laughs> identifies with a thing, 
which provides a specific consumption path and keeps them from deviating from it. What we have in what ACD is talking about is uh, an example of that. There are dynamics in place that cause this to happen, whether capital is actually intentionally trying to do it, because it is part of the overarching ideology of neoliberalism. In order to have something be real, it has to exist as a market demographic that you can sell a product to in order for a uh, profit-driven um, capital structure to recognize it as real. I'm warm. Yeah, you might as well take that off. It's it's. I don't know how on earth you had it on that long. That was cute. It is cute, but holy crap, it is hot as hell in here. <laughs> I got sweaty armpits. Yeah, now. well, <laughs> when something gets uh, turned into a diagnosis and recognized by the DSM, that is not automatically an identity. No, there, there's a balance here. Because for some people, like, that identification can be helpful. The way that diagnoses can be useful is like... You hear that you have something that is under this label and it's like, wow, this is something that is real and mm -hmm. a thing that people experience. And and so having that sort of label can be helpful for understanding your behavior. Um, even then, I have my own opinions on that. And like this is not a unanimously believed thing. Um, I do think that that while initially can be helpful um, if somebody harbors on to that for that long, it gets in the way of treatment. It gets in the way of that person doing things that are helpful to them because it's, I'm not supposed to be this way. I'm this. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, this is coming from somebody who has, I said it before on stream, I have my own shit. I take meds, I see therapists, whatever. But like the problem with that identification is if that is an inherent part of yourself, then what's the point of getting treatment it's, yeah exactly it's like um it's like telling a person with diabetes well since they're taking metformin or they're taking insulin or whatever um if they exercise or do physical activity or eat healthy or monitor their sugars or engage in behaviors that are going to be productive for a person with diabetes to monitor their health it's like oh if I do something like that and there's something that I can do to modulate this condition, that means it's not biologically real. And yeah. like, of course, nobody would say that to an individual who has diabetes, even in these illnesses that are conceptualized as more medical or like physiologically based. Even there, we are moving away from these diseases or conditions as identities because it's harmful and problematic to label somebody in that way mm -hmm. rather than saying these are symptoms that a person experiences this is a syndrome that we treat through medical intervention uh behavioral intervention what have you the thing is with cultivated identity the there is an incentive that is created to internalize it and become an advocate for that a because most of um, society is based on this representation idea, uh, which you want to go out and represent people like yourself and show your experience so that people understand it. And if other consumers understand your experience, supposedly that's how things change. Uh, it's not. Awareness does not do that. Right. Um, and the market capitalizes on that shit. Yes. Just bipolar things. Just BPD things. Um... ADHD is when you get distracted doing something and then you do another thing. Yeah. 
I have ADHD and nothing <clears throat> gets on my nerves quicker than those posts that are like ADHD is scrolling through Twitter and not doing a thing I'm supposed distracted. to do. Like, yeah. No, it's not. That is automatically validating for somebody with ADHD because guess what? That's everybody's experience. Yeah. But then you have market dynamics who are able to capitalize on that strong identification like via the most basic common behaviors mm-hmm. um, to be marketed towards as a consumer demographic. So, tales from the DSM. Exactly. Uh, So when you start talking about the incentives of cultivated identity, you end up seeing things crop up that, I mean, could be by some large, like, capital-owning force, but they don't have to be because the market incentive is created to maintain that identity. This is why you see something like Tales from the DSM. It's a comic where all of these different uh, DSM diagnoses are characterized as cartoon characters, given personalities, and sort of basically create this big validation loop, which is not great for people because, again, it cements them into these behaviors as part of them intrinsically and disincentivizes them from seeking treatment, changing things in their lives, and overall uh, improving the state that they are in and it doesn't it doesn't stop at mental illness either. oh no no it, it doesn't each other course think about people being fat these are things that are part of human variability but identification with obesity is something that predisposes you to cardiovascular disease and diabetes and metabolic syndrome several different types of cancers and it's it's real and, and, and something that I think it's important to appreciate about themselves. Um, but they could do that while also engaging in these behaviors that don't make it any less real of a condition or something that, you know, obviously has genetic characteristics that substantiate it, but does not mean that it's completely unable to be remediated or risks minimized. Um, it's a similar thing to what happens in mental health. And these are all things that are, are very real syndromes, but are things that we can all actively improve on. It's also a means to keep people comfortable in the place that they exist in society. Like, let's say you can't afford treatment. Let's say you can't afford going, you don't have health insurance. You can't go into the doctor. You are helpless in terms of this. How about we give you this nice little essentialist reason Why there's no point in doing that. Why it's good for you to be a poor working class person. Why it's good for you to stay in your house and just eat that shit and take the medicine that keeps it from killing you right now. And here's the thing. Like, if you want to apply fandom dynamics, like biggest fan shit, it is applying that to like mental health diagnoses. It's applying that to politics. Just take pick a thing. It's applying fandom to that stuff. I'm your biggest fan. This is me. I know everything about this. This is what I am. I have all of your albums. (laughs) Then it gets into the critique of allyship. And this person saying like that I'm a voyeur or that I am uh, fetishizing um, people with disabilities because I study how to optimize interventions to Mm -hmm. improve their quality of life. Um, that comes from this limitation of standpoint theory in treating mental health as an identity. And then 
what the fuck do you do? For people who are nonverbal or who have intellectual um, disabilities, for example, or cognitive conditions that make them unable to communicate in the ways that we would normally communicate, um, unable to write, unable to read, unable to synthesize information, should we just say, like, fuck them in healthcare and say only those people can do that research for people whose conditions prevent them from being able to do research. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then what happens? Well, we're not paying attention to this group of people. We're just ignoring them. We're not including them mm-hmm. in our uh, representative patient-centered, culturally sensitive model of care, model of research, whatever. So then like, what do you do? You're either fetishizing them or you're excluding them. You're either an ally or an enemy. And that feeds exactly into the market and consumer dynamics. Yes. You get the competitive consumption. You get the consumer advocacy. And everybody feels like what they're doing is really important because it involves themselves at an essential level. So they're really likely to double down and they're really likely to buy, buy, buy anything that has something to do with what they quote unquote are. In so many ways, you are what you eat. Like that means more than you should eat good food. It can function as an ideology telling us what identity is. You self-actualize by consuming. And because all of these other people occupy competitive markets, whether that means a fandom market or a reactionary, even anti-fandom market, or just something that might contradict you in some way or not validate you even, their consumption and self-actualization is actually a threat to yours. So You also have this dynamic where people are pit against each other by way of identity, by way of market dynamics. I mean, we're we're not just talking about like economic transactions. We're talking about marketing overall, not just within the healthcare system, but how consumer demographics affect products. Tales from the DSM is not something that I think was probably created by like a a health insurance company or some shit. I doubt that. Right. No. However, it exists within a market. People who are acting in that market who have some degree to create something that capitalizes on these things can recognize that these consumer demographics have been created and that people are essentializing themselves into it. They're incorporating these things into their identities and they are internalizing this as themselves, as an essential self. I really want to emphasize that I don't think that like mental health diagnoses are specifically like a scam. No, they're not. To like... um, they're actually Uncle Sam pills into our <laughs> No, they're products. good. They're a good thing they're to be good. clear. They like... help us understand behavior. I'm a fucking therapist. Why would I be doing this if I don't believe in that kind of thing? It's the identification and marketizing of these identities. It is the intention uh to remove all historical progression in order to pacify you and incentivize you to consume uncritically. Um This is happening with, for instance, non-binary identity. This is a pet peeve of mine as a non-binary person uh, who is in a relationship with a non-binary person. It gets essentialized as a specific thing. It is not looked at as some kind of rejection of the gender binary. It's not looked at as an instrument of gender abolition. You end up with an essential idea as to what non-binary is. This type of attire is what a non-binary person might wear. Uh, A non-binary person might wear makeup, might wear this specific makeup, 
might wear this brand of makeup. This brand of makeup is very non-binary. You start to see, I think, the kind of thing that I'm talking about here. In order to get people to internalize those consumption habits and create that consumption path, you need to essentialize these things as something that is simple enough to understand. You would not essentialize yourself as an identity if right. we stopped marketing to identity. Because what we get into here is kind of the same thing that we think about labor. Is that mm, once... Mm, mm -hmm you know, the underpinning of capital disappears, what labor is, it becomes a manifestation of yourself. Your work is an extension of yourself. This is something that you want to do. You're producing, you're creating, you're self-actualizing. It's the same with these characteristics that we currently call identity. I think identity as like a, a categorical experience. When I say, you know, I want to abolish gender. That doesn't mean that I don't want people to present on a variable spectrum of masculine and feminine traits or like express themselves in a certain way or like in a uniform way. All of those things still exist. They're just not categorical niches. Yeah. A, it's not essentialized as a, a thing you are born as and forever are that. And B, the socioeconomic forces that coerce you into a specific identity wouldn't exist. You would essentially, uh, in my opinion at least, experience some degree of freedom with your identity that you don't actually have now. The market is the means by which those who own negotiate the planning of our economy, if that makes sense. It is not like this amazing anarchic thing that uh, distributes goods and services to where they need to be. It is people who own, people who have capital, operating in negotiation with other people who have capital. It's that simple. The more capital you have, the more power you have in planning the economy for everyone else. Walmart is a planned economy. Absolutely. And that mechanism is the mechanism by which these types of identities are being implemented in society, whether that be something like gender, or just creating lifestyle market categories out of DSM diagnoses, which is not a good thing to essentialize in any way. But what to really give out a buyer beware here for is that while it's not good they fetishize mental health terminology or identity and marketize it and make it into a commodity, that's not good. There is nothing that this cannot be done with. That's all for today, though. Thanks a lot for watching. If you're interested in supporting, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor. Tell your friends. If you really want to help us out, become a patron at patreon.com slash petercoffin, or become a member by clicking the join button below. Thanks again. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>